Today's shir begins at the bottom of the Chof Gimel Omid Beis. You'll notice where the new parak begins, five lines from the very end. Before we begin the actual Gemara text, let us glance at the side. We have a nosei, a topic heading. Noshim umatzavim shelo shoyseis veloi noitlois ksuba. We'll see different types of women, that categories of women, uh, or women with different uh, statuses and situations where they do not drink the sota water. They also do not receive the ksuba, the financial guarantee that women ordinarily have in the event that they are divorced or become widowed. The Mishnah. Arusa v'shomeres yavam and Arusa whose husband warned her not to be in private with so and so. And Arusa is a woman in her first stage of marriage after she receives money or something of value from a man that wants to marry her and she agrees before they enter the marriage canopy in the time of the uh, Mishnah there could have actually been quite a long gap in time between the two at the first stage it, however is uh, she has the status of being a married woman she's called an Arusa but at that point the husband has not yet uh, cohabited with her in intimacy so they haven't consummated their marriage yet. Nevertheless, he warned her. He was her. And likewise, the case of a Shomeris Yavam, her husband died leaving a surviving brother. She hasn't married him in the Yibum marriage yet. And he warns her as a Yavam. He warns her not to be in private with so-and-so. And uh, they go ahead and violate the warning. Lo veloi They do they do not drink the sota water. The Pasuk is mimaite them, excludes them from drinking. Uh, however, they will not receive a ksuba because they through their uh, violation of his warning cause her cause themselves to be pro- prohibited to their potential husbands. Rashi, the low notless ksuba, shehi gorma lesor atzma olav. She is causing herself to be forbidden. Shenistera achar kino that she went into private after he warned her. The mikinui visur lo imit. As far as the powers of kinui and is and and the, the warning and the subsequent becoming prohibited, she is not excluded. In other words, an arusa and a shemeres yavam are bound to heed his warning and avoid going into seclusion with a, with another man. And even if you do not hold by Rav, Rav, Rav Hamnuna's ruling that was seen in the Gemara, we learned this on the Andaf Yud Ches, and as a result of not holding from Hamnuna, a Shomeris Yavam, while she's in that interim state, if she happened to have harlotrous relations with some other man, she'd be allowed to the Yavam. Neither Muteris, granted she's Muteris, she's allowed. Nevertheless, he doesn't have to marry a woman like that. By her violating his warning, she's causing her own loss. Well, we continue in the Mishnah. 
after telling you that the Arus and Shemer Yavam do not drink uh, you're probably wanting to know what's the basis for their being excluded from the drinking the drinking of course is that process when she's brought to the base of Migdash and drinks the special Sota waters they would reveal whether she's innocent or guilty why is the Arus of Shemar Yavim excluded? Shinemar Asher Tisteh Isha Tachas Isha. The waters are designed for the woman who uh, behaved um, improperly, illicitly, while under her husband, meaning she's fully married. This is to the exclusion, Prat, the Arusa Vishemar Yavim, to the exclusion of an Arusa or Shemar Yavim that. Uh, are not given to drink because they're not tachas isha and as we said though even though they don't drink the kinui and stira do have the effect of pro- of uh, prohibiting them and causing their them to lose the ksuba the Mishnah goes on with other situations other problematic situations we'll say Almona Lekoyengodol Lekoyengodol the high priest is not allowed to marry an Almona but he did in this case or Grusha Lechutzukayin Hedyo a Grusha a divorcee or a woman that experienced the shoe removal ceremony with her brother-in-law releasing her from uh, the Yibum bond he, she should not marry a coin, but she did as, this uh, uh, next case you have Mamzeris Unasina Yisrael. these are uh, people that are illegitimate the uh, Mamzeris is not allowed to marry into the Jewish people likewise the Nesinim uh, a uh, group of people from descending from the Givonim are not allowed to marry but they did Obas Yisrael the Mamzer Lenosin or a Jewish girl that married one of them Loi Shoisais Veloi Neitlis Ksuba the Parsha of Sota was stated only in a case of a marriage that otherwise could be upheld not in prohibited marriages and they uh, do not receive a Ksuba even though, and Rashi points out uh, in the case of a regular Almona where she doesn't violate the Kinu and Stira there the Rabbonon don't impose a Ksuba loss for her in this case uh, since the prohibition to the husband is, is uh, we'll say exacerbated by the fact that she went into uh, stira that causes her to lose the ksuba and the, the proof to that is, is that even in a case where she is fit to be with a husband if she violates the, uh, the kinui the warning that is grounds for her losing a ksuba. This case, uh, therefore, can't be any more beneficial to the woman than a case where she would have otherwise been allowed to be with her husband. V'elu lo shosos velo notlos ksuba. The following, in the case of Sota, where the marriage would have been permitted, will, because of the Sota violation, lose their ksuba and they do not drink a woman who declares I am guilty in other words she was warned not to be in private with so and so and she comes forward and says uh, I, I am guilty 
Edim Shitme, or witnesses come testifying that she had the forbidden act of intimacy. Vehomeris Aini shows or a woman who says, I refuse to drink. So in these cases, even though the marriage itself would have been permissible, not like the cases before, nevertheless, uh, she's not drinking, so she's not going to get a ksuba. Omar by law, Aini Mashke. A husband says, I'm not giving her to drink. Or a husband who violated the law and en route to the base Amigdish with his sota wife, he had intimacy with her when he's not supposed to. Notlos ksuba veloshosos. In these cases, where the husband says, I'm not going to give to drink, or he had relations with her en route, they don't drink, the women do not drink, but they do get their ksuba. Mesu balen ad shaloshosu. If the husbands, let us say the husbands died before the women drank. Beishamai omrim notlos ksuba veloshosos. They are entitled to receive their ksuba payment and they do not drink. The drinking is designed to enable them to become permitted to return to their husbands, but he died, so there's no drinking. Ubeisilo omrim. Oshosos Olo Notlos Ksubasan. Basilo says that since they're not drinking, they're not going to collect a ksuba. Muberis Chaveru Menikas Omenekis Chaveru. These are situations where a woman, after having given birth, did not, uh, and, uh, and her husband, uh, let's say, died. She did not wait 24 months from the birth of the child till uh, remarrying. She, she remarried, but prematurely. So, if she's, whether she's a Muberis, whether she's pregnant from, a, from her first husband, he now died, or she bore the child, she's in the middle of nursing, but 24 months haven't gone by since the child's birth, uh, they're not supposed to remarry. And if they do, that man is, is supposed to divorce her. He should not stay with her. Lo shosos velo notlos ksubo, divrei rebi meir. They don't drink, and we explained before that the drinking uh, is for a woman in a marriage that's fit to continue, if not for the, uh, the question of her immorality. But here, it's not fit to continue on the grounds that She's supposed to finish. She's supposed to finish nursing the child for a, a 20 more, twenty-four month period before she remarries. So it's called lo royo eno ruyo lekaima. So she doesn't drink, and she's not entitled to receive a ksuba. It's true. He's not allowed to continue with her. But that's only temporarily. He can divorce her and remarry her uh, 24 months after the child is born. And therefore, in the mind of the Chachomim, it's a type of marriage that's called fit. She, he's, she is fit to, to be with him, just it'll have to be picked up at a later stage. Eilinus Uzikena. An islandess is a woman that never matured 
properly in, in the female sense. So she is a type of woman that's not capable of bearing children, of, of, be, of becoming pregnant and bearing children. Uh, a zikena and an, an elderly woman. Vishena Ruya Lele. Uh, a woman that's not fit to give birth because, let us say, she drank some type of potion that uh, caused her barrenness. Uh, Rashi adds that these kind of women, if a man doesn't have children, he should not be married to women like this. Uh, men are commanded to procreate. So, these, uh, and let so, of course, let us say he did marry one of these, and she was warned not to be in private with some other man and she violated the warning they're not entitled to receive a ksuba payment and they do not drink Rebbe Lozer says that a man that married one of these women if the whole question is childbearing he marries another woman in other words, we're talking about that the time of history when uh, two uh, bigamous marriages were allowed. And therefore, she's fit to remain with him. And as such, uh, according to Rebelozer, she could be made to drink and uh, she's entitled to Aksuba. Ushar call Hanoshim. All other women, all other women have the option of either drinking, and if they do not drink, they do not get their Ksuba. A woman married to a Kohen drinks, and if she turns out to be innocent, she's, nothing happens to her, she can go back to her husband. The Gemara will ask the question is that not obvious? Aishas Soros Shoisa, a woman married to a Soros. A Soros is a man who is impotent. He was castrated after he married her. So that kind of uh, marriage, we'll say, uh, if she was warned and violated it, she can be made to drink. Al Yudei Kol Arayas Mekanin. Regarding all types of forbidden relations a husband can issue his warning. In other words uh, a man could say to his wife I don't want you being in private with your father. I don't want you being in private with your brother. Those, that's what the Mishnah means when it says even if the subject of the warning is an erva that's the singular of arayas the kinui is effective. Chutz min hakoton umimi she'eno ish. A warning concerning being with a koton wouldn't take hold. That wouldn't be considered a serious warning. A warning, a koton is a minor. Rashi cites the pasuk v'shochav ish osa. Ish meaning an adult, not a minor. And a concerning a warning concerning mi she'eno ish. That's an expression that the Gemara will have to interpret. So we'll hold off on that now. The following are cases where Beisdin, the court, will issue a warning. If they see her behaving promiscuously, they will intervene and warn. Uh, 
what is the result of a based-in warning that the Mishnah will allude to in another couple of lines. So, in the meantime, it says the the following are cases that the based-in would intervene. Mishnah is harish, by law, o nishtate, uh, a woman whose husband became a deaf-mute, or became an imbecile. In other words, he lost his uh, clarity of thought, and became weak-minded. Or a woman whose husband uh, was incarcerated, and he's not around to see what she's doing, how she's behaving. So the Basin will issue a kinui concerning if need be, concerning any uh, any one of these cases. The idea of the Basin warning isn't a warning that if she violates their warning, she can then be brought to the base, I mean, just to drink the soda waters, because the Pasuk specifically says, only, a, the, only the husband brings her to drink. So there's no drinking, and even if the husband, let us say, gets out of jail, is released from his incarceration, or he becomes sane again, he won't give her to drink based on the court warning. So there's no issue of her drinking in these cases, the effectiveness of their warning would be that if she is found to have violated the court warning, she will lose her ksuba rights. Rabbi says the court warning is effective to empower the husband when he gets out of prison to take her to the Beis Hamikdash and drink the Sota water. The topic heading that we have on the side of the Gemara, the Nosei, we also indicate this topic goes to Davchof Hei Omen Aleph. Hamekane Arusa V'Shemeres Yavam. One who issues a warning uh, against his Arusa or a Yavam that issues a warning to the sister-in-law of the Shemeres Yavam. Mishta Hu Delo Shasya She does not drink as the Mishnah indicated. However, he has the power to issue a formal warning. And if she goes into private, the effectiveness of his warning will be that she will be prohibited to him and she'll end up losing the ksuba. What is the scriptural source of that which we were taught? So we have a Tanaic source that quotes a Pasuk. On the side of the Gemara, you'll notice we quote this Pasuk. It's from Bamidba Perik, hey, Pasuk Yud Beis. And it says in the Pasuk, Daber el Bnei Yisrael v'yamarta lehem, ish ish ki siste ishto mualo bomal. The Gemara now says, Daber el Bnei Yisrael v'yamarta lehem, l'rabois arusa v'shemeres yovam l'kinui. The expression Viamarto Alehem is viewed as an inclusionary expression where we would include the Arusa and Shomeris Yovam for Kinoi, that they are subject to his warning. Now we mentioned that yes, that the warning has legal significance. The main difference between a, these women, Shomeris Yovam and a, an Arusa versus a regular wife is that. In these cases, there won't be any soda water drinking. Umasnisen money. Our Mishnah that says both of these 
the Arus and Shemur Siofim are not going to drink. They, they cannot be subject subjected to the drinking. Who holds that? Rabbi Yonason He. This is in accordance with Rabbi Yonason that you'll see the second opinion in this forthcoming Tanaic source. He is Mimayet, both of them from drinking. Desanya. Now we quote from Posuk Yutes. If you want to see the Posuk in its entirety, you look at the side and we'll read it together. Vishbia Oisa Hakain Vomar El Hoisha Imlo Shochavish Oisoch Imlo Sotis Tumo Tachas Isheikh Hinoki Mimei Hamorim Hamorim Hoele. There's another Posuk that will be cited along the way. Posuk Chof Tes. And that we've also included Zos Teras Aknois Asher Tiste Isha Tachas Isha. Now we turn to the Gemara text. Desanya Tachas Isheich Prat LeArusa. This pasuk tells us that a woman that's married uh, is, what we'll say, is made to drink. To the exclusion of an Arusa. An Arusa will not drink. Uh, we have a little note on the side that will be helpful for later on, and it reads Misha Pochois Nechsheves Ishto Mimatim Oisa Rishon. The kind of woman that's that's we'll say less considered a wife. She's the she'll be the first one to be excluded. So Bearing that in mind, we continue in the Gemara. We've excluded then, according to the Tanakama, through the Posuk Tachas Isheikh, and Arusa. She doesn't drink. Yochel Shani Motziav Shemeres Yavam. Is a Shemeres Yavam also to be excluded? The answer is no. Talmud Lomar Ish Ish. Divrei Rabbi Yoshia. In Posuk Yud Beis, which we read already, there's a double expression. The double expression serves to include not only a regular wife, but a Shemeris Yovam does drink. Now, that's Rabbi Yoshe's opinion. That is not what our Mishnah taught. Rabbi Yonason Omer, Tachas Isheikh, Prat Shemeris Yovam. Notice that using the term Tachas Isheikh from Posuk Yutes, Rabbi Yonason quickly excludes the Shemeris Yovam. She does not drink. We said before that the fact that this is the first one he excludes, she, as opposed to Rabbi Yoshia, she is the less likely one to be considered a wife. Otsi Shomeres Yavam Arusa. Should I exclude from drinking just the Shomeres Yavam and not exclude the Arusa? Talmud Lomar, Asher Tiste Isha Tachas Isha. This is Posachavtes, Prat the Arusa. We exclude the Arusa as well from drinking. If you focus on the markings, the word Prat uh, was numbered with a dash underline. Double exclusion. Rabbi Yonison excludes the Shemeres Yavam, and he also excludes the Arusa from drinking. That is what our Mishnah taught. So, uh, the Gemara pointed out just before this Tanaic source, Masnis and Moni, Rabbi Yonason here. Now it's obvious why our Mishnah conforms to Rabbi Yonason. In focusing on these two opinions, Rabbi Yoshia and Rabbi Yonason, Rabbi Yoshia 
uh, we'll say, excluded first the Arusa. He wasn't so quick. Uh, in, in fact, with regard to the Shomer Yovam, she does drink. So in Rav Yoshio's uh, opinion, the Shomer Yovam is, is pretty much viewed like, like, like a regular wife. Uh, and Rav Yonison, it's true that he excluded the Arusa, the second woman. He excluded her, but he wasn't so fast, so quick to exclude her. So in Rabbi Yonison's eyes, the Arusa is, we'll say, closer to being a regular wife. Now, the Gemara points this out. More, Alimo, Alimo means strong, or in this case, a stronger bond. Mar Alimo le Arusa, the Kedushe Dide Vesiklin Al Yodo. According to Rabbi Yonison, he's the first Mar, the the bond between a man and Arusa is stronger than a bond between a Yavam and the Yavama because in the Arusa it's a marriage that he initiated it's not like in the case of a Shemeris Yavam where the surviving brother is confronting a woman that he didn't initiate the relationship with that was his brother's wife he, the brother had made had initiated the marriage, not himself not the surviving brother and another sign of, we'll say, strength of bond between the Arusa and the Orus is the fact that if that Arusa has intimacy with another man during this period of time that she's called an Arusa, he, uh, she and he will be subject to stoning uh, court uh, execution, which is not the case with the Shemeris Yavam who's waiting for the to waiting for the levirate marriage with the with the yavam, if she behaves immorally during that interim period, she's in violation of a negative command. But that's it. And she's averse all alav. There's no skin law. There's no court execution. The fact that there's court execution shows it's a very strong type of bond, and hence her waywardness is a very strong violation. Umor, continuing in the more of the other opinion. That's this is Rabbiosia. The Shemeris Yavam, with regard to Rabbi Yoshia, she actually is made to drink and making her like a regular wife. And the reason for that is, is that the Yavam, in order to, let's say, consummate the marriage, all he does is has intimacy with her. There's no need for the Chupa, for the marriage canopy procedure. So that there's very little between uh, him and her in terms of their completing their marriage. It's like almost a complete deal. Therefore, uh, in Rabbi Yoshio's mind, the Shemeris Yovam is like a full-fledged wife, and in fact, she is made to drink. Rabbi Yonison, hi, ish, ish, my, ovidle. What does Rabbi Yonison do with the double expression that Rabbi Yoshia above had used to include the Shemeris Yavam to drink. So, Miboyalei, Rabbi Yonisa needs the double expression, Lerabois, Eishes Cheresh, Vieishes Shoita, Vieishes Shiamum. The word Shiamum you find at the top of Omid Beis. These are women whose husbands are incapable. The wife of a deaf mute, the wife of a Shoita, a weak minded man, or the wife of a confounded man 
he's weak-minded in a different respect, but Shaita is a is an imbecile, and he's also he's lost his mind in a different sense. The double expression teaches us that the Beisden uh, can issue a warning. The Gemara continues, as we said, now with the top line of Amit Beis, Rabbi Yoshia, Hai Tachas Isha Mai Ovid What does Rabbi Yoshia do with the second Tachas Isha expression that we found in Posuk Chof Tes? This is a drosha uh, that we saw already Rabbi Yonison expound upon the uh, the Tachas Isha of Posuk Chof Tes. But what does Rabbi Yoshia do with that? Answer Miboya Lei Lehakish Ish Leisha he uses it to compare man to woman and woman to man and Rashi says that this is a point that will be brought out later in the Perik so taking our cue from Rashi we'll leave that aside for right now there is though some you'll see a practical point in comparing man to woman woman to man that is derived from this expression the Gemara now starts a question. You can see we have it marked as a long question. How do we know to exclude the Arusa uh, from drinking? Because we have the Psukim that were mentioned. We saw Rabbi Yonason and his uh, Droshes. And if not for these Psukim, would you have thought that Arusa would be subject to drinking, that she could be made to drink? How could that be? When Rav came from the south, he came uh, and brought a Tanaic source with him. And the source reads as follows, quoting a Pesach, Mi baladei sheikh. And we learn from that expression, Mi Leboyel. The Parsha of Sota applies only to a woman that was fully married and her intimacy was with her husband first. And then later in their marriage uh, she might have gone astray and had intimacy with a Boel, with a paramour. That is the, the model, the archetype for Sota. Not a case where the first intimacy, or I should say the intimacy with the paramour, would have preceded the intimacy with the actual husband. Now, uh, so, what's a, what's a case of that where the intimacy with the paramour would have preceded the intimacy with the husband? That's the case of Arusa. And Arusa, as we said earlier, is a woman that agreed to marry a man in exchange for receiving something of value, money or something of money equivalency. But that, that, they haven't had intimacy yet. So the Arusa vis-a-vis the Oros, she, uh, she behaves immorally. The, the intimacy with the Boyle, with the Paramore, will have pre- preceded the intimacy with the Oros that hasn't yet taken place. So, based on this, I know that an Arusa isn't subject to drinking. 
Why do I need the additional drushes that we saw uh, on Omer Aleph? Omar Rami Bar Chama Mishkachasla. Mishkachasla means it, it it does turn out that I need an additional drusha to be made in Arusa. Kagon, there's a there's a case where in fact even in the case of an Arusa, her her prior her prior intimacy was with the husband. Kagon Shibola Orus Bebesavia. The Orus had a, we'll say, a, a harlotrous intimacy with the Arusa, with his betrothed, while she was still in her father's house. Meaning, they haven't, they haven't consummated their marriage yet through the formal marriage canopy ceremony. But he couldn't, uh, couldn't control himself, couldn't restrain himself. So he, he had relations with her, with the Arusa. While in her, while she was still in her father's house, so that <coughs> is a case where the shivas habal, the intimacy of the husband, actually did precede the intimacy uh, with the paramour. But even so, since he is just an orus, there is no drinking, and that is what I need the tachas ishech posuk for. The Mibala Deishech is not enough to to exclude the Arusa if in in this case that there was Kodma Shivas Habal like the Baalei Oros Bevezavia. The Gemara asks, okay, you try to explain uh, the case of Arusa needing an additional drasha because of this. Scenario of Bala Oros Bezavia. But is it not so that together with the Arusa we're, we were also teaching the case of the Shemeris Yavam? And when you have examples taught together in a Mishnah, what applies to one will have to equally apply to another. Well, does that work out over here with the Shemeris Yavam? And this is a question, notice it lasts a number of lines. The Kavasah Gabi Shemeres Yavam. The parallel case with the Shemeres Yavam, where we're going to need an additional drusha beyond the Baladei Sheikh. Kagon Shebaaleo Yavam Beves Chomiha. Where the Yavam had intimacy with her. Uh, and after uh, his brother died, he had relations with her while she was in her uh, father in law's house. Meaning she was still in her deceased husband's domain. The Yavam came along and had intimacy with her. So that would be the parallel case. But it's not parallel. Would you call her a Shomeres Yavam? A Yavam that has relations with the Shomeres Yavam is in effect... A total acquisition. The Ha'omar Rav Konalakol. Rav says that a Shemeris Yavam that has intimacy with the Yavam, even if it's under, we'll say these will unofficial uh, harlotrous type circumstances, that doesn't matter. That's all that was needed to acquire her anyway. You wouldn't call her a Shemeris Yavam anymore. She would be a full fledged wife. 
we take a look at Rashi in the upper part of the narrow lines. It's not a boalivimto, a man who has relations with his sister-in-law at when she's a yavoma. Whether it's unintentional or he had intentions for some type of fling with her, she is acquired. And the word kona that it says in the Mishnah, kona lakol. It's a complete acquisition. If the Yavam is a coin, she's entitled to eat truma, which is a privilege that a woman married to a coin has. For Yorsha, if she dies, he the Yavam will now inherit her. And if he's a coin, he will be allowed to uh, defile himself to her. Umashka, Upotra beget below Chalitza. Mashka means he'll, if she behaves. As a sota, she will be made to drink. He can divorce her with a mere get and not need any more the chalitza ceremony. It's a full-fledged wife. So why would she be termed a shemeris yavam? She can't be termed a shemeris yavam. If that's the case, then to justify the additional drasha in the case of the arusa to cover the case of bola oros vesavia. We're not going to be able to use that example because the Yavoma won't be able to be uh, modeled after that. The Gemara responds, Kishmuel, the Omar, Lo Kona, Elo Lidvorm Umbaparsha. The uh, Yavam that has a Bias Znus with the Yavoma does not acquire her with regard to all the things making her into a full fledged wife. I say all the things, all the things we read in Rashi. There is an acquisition, it's a partial acquisition, but for the points that are specified in the Parsha. The Rashi explains uh, what that is. If we look in Rashi across the mirror, Kishmuel, the uh, additional posuk of, uh, of Tachasi Sheikh to exclude a Shemeris Yavam, um, Kishmuel. This fits into the 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 scheme of things according to Shmuel Diomar Lo Konel Edvar Mulem BeParshas Yevama the Biaznus the harlotrous type intimacy that the Yavam has with her acquires they creates a bond uh, only with regard to the following Lo Kumal Shem Ochiv Benachlosoi that the, um, the the Yavam will inherit his brother Lufotra Beget and to Divorce her now with a divorce document. The fact that a Yavam acquires her with any kind of intimacy is learned from that expression. Only with regard to the things that are specified in the parsha will he be included. Nisu and halolo elomiti achrina. But for other things that are not specified in the parsha, lav nisu ninu. It's not considered a marriage. Uma omu b'parsha. What is stated in the parsha there, where it says yevama yevo alel one poter michalitza deyibum. Number two v'yokamal sheim ochiv shiorishes nichsi ochiv v'ein echov cholkin imo. The 
relationship at this point with a biokolda, with this harlotress type relationship, uh, uh, removes the need for chalitza if he separates himself from her and he inherits the brother. But not regarding the other things we mentioned earlier, uh, her eating trumov, she's marrying a, the Yavim Zakayim, and uh, entitling the uh, Yavim if he's going to do, defile himself to her. It's not enough of a bond. For, and so in a case like that, you have Mibala Deishef, you have the, the Bias Yavim Kodma Lebias Boyel. On the other hand, because of Tachasi Sheikh, she is not made to drink. Ee Well, if this be the case, namely, the uh, we said the exclusion of the Yavama uh, can be understood only if you accept Shmuel's approach. And uh, who excluded the Yavama? Well, we saw uh, Rabbi Yonison excluded the Yavama. So, shall we say the following? Lema Rav Diyama Kribyoshia Rav, who said that a bias znus in, it results in konalako making her to a full-fledged wife, that he would end up going like Domakrabiosha. Rabiosha is the one that said that Yavama in fact drinks. Because, well, it sounds like she's a full-fledged wife, no matter how they had relations. And in order for us to talk about the Yavama drinking, we'll have to talk about a case where the Yavam, where the Yavam had relations with her. Otherwise, we wouldn't get started because of the drasha before of Mibaladei Sheikh. So, it would seem that we have a parallel between the Amoroyim and the Tanoyim. Rav, who said that a, uh, a harlotrous relationship between the Yavam and the Yavama results in a full-fledged acquisition, seems to conform to the approach taken by Rabbi Yoshia that said that the Yavama, in fact, is made to drink. Ushmuel, who said that the harlotrous-type intimacy doesn't create a full-fledged marital bond, the Yomach he would seem to conform with Rabbi Yonison that was memayet the Yavama, that excluded the Yavama from drinking mashma, that she's not considered a full-fledged wife. This kind of situation is not, we'll say, the most desirable. So that's why it's presented as a question. Should we say that Rav fits in only to Rabbi Yonison and Shmuel fits in only with Rabbi Yonison? Generally, Amoroyim say things that would be accepted by all Tanoyim. They don't want to be uh, an Amora doesn't want to feel that what he's saying is is limited to only one uh, Tanaic viewpoint. So Omar Lochrav. Now here we have a response. Notice that this is a, a long marking. Each one of the Amoroyim, Rav and Shmuel, justify their positions according to both of the Tanoyim. Omar Lochrav, As far as Rav is concerned, it's clear that he uh, who, he said Konolako fits in very smoothly with Rabbi Yoshia. Rabbi Yoshia makes the Shomeres Yavam drink. 
But Rav says, no, listen, what I said is something, I said konolokol, fits in well with the Rabbi Yunusin as well, who excluded the Yavama from drinking. From the fact that Rabbi Yunusin needed special, I call it posuk power, scriptural power to exclude her from drinking, it must be that in, in principle, she is a full-fledged wife, that's what Rav said, Konalakol. And just on a, on a technicality, because of this Gezeris HaKasuv, she does not drink. But it says, as far as, as far as Rav is concerned, Rabbi Yonison is excluding her only on a, we'll call it a technicality. Let's take a look how Rashi presents this. Three lines from the bottom. Anodi Amri Afilu Rabbi I, says Rav, can fit into Rabbi Yonison too. I now Rav said Konalakol that a a, a, a uh, harlotrous type fling that a Yavam has with the Yavama is a full acquisition. So that Rav says can fit in even with Rabyonis and the Kolshikan Krabyoshia. Certainly according to Rabyoshu makes her drink. The fact that Rabyoshia used a Pasik to include her, Lava Dafka you don't really need a Pasik Asmachtabyamats. Simply a, a a reference point. It's not an actual source. The main purpose of the double expression of ishish is to introduce the idea of based in being mechanic in the case of a, the wife of a deaf mute or an imbecile. Let's continue on to Shmuel Omar Shmuel, who mentioned that the bias znus between the yavam and the yavama doesn't create a full acquisition. My point is something that even Rabbi Yoshia could agree with. Now, what did Rabbi Yoshia say? Rabbi Yoshia says that the Shemeris Yovam is made to drink. From the fact that Rabbi Yoshia needed a special posit to include her for drinking, without that she wouldn't drink. It must, it must therefore be concluded that she's really not his wife at all. And that's the idea that Shmuel was teaching. If not for a special scriptural reference making her drink, she wouldn't drink. And that's exactly what Shmuel had said. That's not Konolokol. It's not a complete acquisition. With that, we conclude our Shior for today.